Characters Here podcast. I am your host, Arthur and artist, Sharday. On this show, we talk about our goals and dreams and becoming our better selves. You'll be inspired by incredible interviews and motivated by success stories. And the best part is you'll be a part of the community. Yes, you can be a character too. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram at SLF underscore entertainment. And for more information, visit charactersheres.com. Hello, everybody. This is Charday with Characters Here Podcast, and I am back with artist Dominique T. Rambo. You can reach me by, uh, by Instagram, DLC2013. Uh, Twitter is at Rose Tweeted the D, and Facebook is Dominique L. Turner Rambo. So, today's episode, we're just kind of talking about, you know, our purpose in life. Um, giving ourselves credit, you know, because sometimes I feel like when we're going through things in life, we just don't see all the accomplishments we made. We kind of right. gloss over that. I've done that many times. And also, God's timing in it all. So I'm going to let Dominique start out because he brought this to my attention. <laughs> okay, so basically, uh, when you think about going through the, some of your situations in life, I've talked to a lot of people, and I've seen a lot of people, well, down-talk themselves versus understanding why they're here and what they're doing and what they're going through and i always end up looking at it to say well damn you made it out alive like you know (laughs) to be honest because i've seen a lot of things too whether it be on the news tv whether it be relationships or people going through life with their families and stuff and end up giving up you know killing themselves or just overall just cutting it short because they couldn't survive so I think the moral of this right now is to keep going, give yourself some credit, don't be so negative, Mm -hmm. you know, keep moving forward, don't stop, and then, once again, having a support system and making sure that you talk to people. I think we don't talk to people enough. That is so true. Do you think we could find our purpose when we talk to other people? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I sat there and um, I sent... Uh, remember the guy Michael Ty was talking about? Yeah. I sent that over to my cousin, and she's basically watched all of it versus wow. what I sent. So, you know, and that was the same thing with me. I had a rough day. I had a one thing. It was last Friday. They were cutting hours. I didn't go in, and I was upset. <laughs> they sent me something that morning, and then I ended up going up to my church. And I dropped off my paintings to set up in the lobby and stuff like that. And now a lot of people looking at it and mm-hmm. taking interest and stuff like that. Nice. But I think it's one thing that, that, led, that leads to another. That's true. I've had similar situations. Do you think, um, I read like either earlier this week or last week how somebody was basically saying people need to stop telling people to try to go for this entrepreneurship lifestyle where you don't work a nine to five and you just pretty much out here and they like, don't be trying to be homeless, you know, trying to get to that dream. Right. But I see it as, I see it that way, but I also see it as don't discourage people, you know, to tell them not like you have to work a nine to five. Having a nine to five doesn't always have to be working for a business. It could be you just working, you know, part time or even doing side hustles. Right. You know, I think it's plenty of ways to survive now versus what it was back in the day. So I think social media is a big platform. Yeah. And there's plenty of money to be made. Mm. And I think it's a it's way bigger now than it was back in like MySpace. <laughs> even though MySpace was pretty big too. Yeah. Uh, you know, back then, even when Tyler Credit was on MySpace, he blew up off of that. He did. Yeah, he blew up off of MySpace, wow. and that was like you know even with. Lupe Fiasco and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's when the music was like, we could put it right in front of you, and then we could get to see people's lifestyles mm-hmm. and stuff. That's and so then true. I want to say Facebook became that way, but at the same time, honestly, I would probably say Twitter was way more that for the so celebrities. True. You know what? I think that has a lot. Of, I was thinking about this the other night. I was like, when I'm when you think about it, social media, I feel like more than ever is 
so geared towards celebrities mm-hmm. and what their lifestyles are and how to just live your life to where it's similar to a celebrity. Yeah. Which is crazy because I'm thinking, dang, back, we always got to... <laughs> We have like this time uh, period where MySpace started off. <laughs> yeah, because that's so, what it was. <laughs> you go back to like MySpace, I'm like, dang, we just really was trying to see or meet other people who were just in, located in different cities and different areas. We weren't necessarily concerned about what celebrities doing. At that time, they were still unreachable. And when they became down to a reachable level, now you can't even have a conversation to seem like with anybody unless it brings up a celebrity. Right. Which is which is kind of crazy. So do you think social media kind of just put a damper on people's dreams because they're trying to reach that celebrity success and what other people do in success? Or uh, it's a motivator. Yeah, honestly. That, I, oh, man. I never thought of that one. <laughs> on the cool, though, when you think about it, that it's a little bit of both because if you're a person that's not really happy with your life then of course you're gonna look at other people on social media Mm -hmm. and be like i wish that was me (laughs) i wish i saw 50 (laughs) i wish i you know yeah i wish i could do just a little bit more and then it makes you it puts you under depression because you feel like you're not doing enough Mm -hmm. that's the same thing for people too that be doing you know they probably work three jobs hustle and they have like gigs and they still look at somebody else on the yacht and be like Damn, <laughs> oh, just man. not doing enough and it's yeah. like nah bruh <laughs> just, that plays into like the part of giving yourself credit exactly that I feel like oh and this is another thing too I also feel like well I don't know if I should even say that but you know sometimes I feel like some people actually have better talent and then some people actually work harder but those people don't get the same attention as people who, and then so we don't know everybody's story. We don't know how they got to it. But what from right. what you, I'm just comparing it to the people I know to people that I don't know, which I think is a problem too. Mm-hmm. But it just seems like when you have a friend or a family member who's really out here working and really trying their best, and you're like, man, when are you going to get your, your chance, your opportunity? That kind of goes back to, okay, so like even when you think about a, like, you know, good music. Yeah. Okay, so you know they got Kanye West, mm-hmm. and it's just like he he has all aspects of music. Yeah. But he has the talent he has around him. People don't notice it because he sees he sees certain things that people don't see. Yeah. So like you might have Pusha T. Pusha T was with Clips. Mm-hmm. Clips had a hard time when it came to sales. Yeah. But he's a lyricist. Mm-hmm. Now, if you ain't noticed, a lot of people that are like lyricists don't sell because Thank a lot of that you. shit goes over people's heads. It does. Like Wale. Wale oh, yeah. can rap, mm-hmm. but a lot of these says goes over people's over heads. People's they head. don't get it. That actually made me think of one of my favorite. I, it's so sad. I was like thinking, I was like, I don't have a favorite rapper, but I do. Mm-hmm. It's just that that my, my rapper is not getting as much attention as, you know, the people who are getting the shine. Right. Like, have you heard of Los? Mm-hmm. Okay, Los, I've been, I only knew of Los because of his uh, girlfriend, uh, Lola Monroe. When she started out, I got attention from her because she was just one of those, you know, female rappers trying to get in the game. Mm -hmm. And when she came out, she just, you know, was a regular, you know, rapper trying to get out there. And I was like, I actually like the way she sounds when she tried to rap and stuff. And then I found out about her boyfriend. I'm like, wait a minute, who is this? (laughs) He is, like, his vocabulary and the way he can just, Rhyme off the top of his head. That freestyle is just real cold mm-hmm. every time. And then I'm like, how long he's been doing it? And it's still like he signed with Puff Diddy. Uh, Puff Diddy. You know how many names he had. <laughs> with P. Diddy like twice and still no advances. Like he was on at the same time French Montana was just getting out there. But French Montana was the one who got put onto a, a elevated platform. And King Los just kind of had to take a back seat. Yeah. And that made me think, like, dang, this man's really talented. But also I know is that whenever it comes to his beats or his hooks, they're not as strong. Right. So that may have a part to do with it, too. It hurts. <laughs> but I think that has some part to do with it, too. That could be, and that could be timing, too. Timing. That like, Saha um, the Prince. It was He did no church on Sundays. Mm-hmm. But he steady, he was doing some of the writing and stuff. 
for most of uh, Kanye's work. But No Church on Sundays, when it finally dropped, it was really, really good. Yeah. He was another person that's a lyricist, but, you know, it took him in for real. He's a person that, honestly, I feel like he can rap too, but he, it's like he was almost missing his calling. It was just like, bro, you are a producer. Yeah. And it's like, he kept winning, he kept winning off of producing, but then he was trying to do his own thing. It only, it finally worked off of the girl album. Yeah. When the girl album dropped, it was like, okay, it just, it finally hit. But then Mm -hmm. before that he had, it was in my mind. And my mind was really good. A lot of people wasn't feeling it. Um, there was all of the NERD albums, which mm-hmm. they sold. They didn't sell like that, I think, until the last one they did. So Pharrell, to me, he is that. And this, when you're a kid, you not you don't really understand things. To me, he was that good feature artist. Right. Like, it didn't matter. But I didn't even realize the majority of the time when he was featured on her, he made the beat. Right. Exactly. <laughs> that is that right there for me would be like, uh, this is my lane. I, I know it is. But he also had some good standalones. Like front when yes. that that song was everything yes. when it came out. Mm-hmm. That to me put him on as like a solo artist. But I think what works for him is more of that singing type right. than rap when it comes to him. Because even when he did Happy, that was like more of a singer and wasn't. And really that was rapping. on the uh, Happy was supposed to. It was for a movie. That wasn't supposed that to really sure be for was. no uh, some kids movie. Yeah, it's that purpose. How do you find your purpose? I think that's one of them things where you have to understand. Like, I think you got to know yourself first, and then you have to know what it, what you want, what you're going for. What are you really? It's not something that you're good at. It's something that's it's your gift. Like, mm. let's say you might be. Let's say you talk a lot. And you constantly are affecting people every time you talk. That's your calling. Mm-hmm. That's like, okay, you you know, you might be working with something and constantly creating something and you can continuously do it all day, every day. Mm-hmm. That's your calling. Right. Like, I think, I think for some people, like, doing art is like a hobby. Mm-hmm. Where some people can pick up and they can just, they do it and they're good at it, but they don't necessarily, they don't take it to the point where it's like, I don't think this is God's gift. Right. Like, for some of, and then for others, you know, we do this and it's just like, it's very, it's like breathing. Yeah. You know, it's everything. <laughs> it's like, damn, if I'm not doing this, then I, I don't feel comfortable doing anything else. Yeah. Like, every time I sell something to somebody, I feel way different than when I'm at work checking somebody out, yes. selling a product that I don't, they don't even know who the person is and shit. I don't know who they <laughs> okay. Honestly, I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, telling the people at my, at the college, they was like, what made you want to do uh, fashion? And I was like, I don't understand the whole idea of having a product and I don't know who the the person is like my customers i don't know who the person i'm selling to yeah. you know i don't understand that i understand a dream of having something and then getting big to the point to where it's just like i mean i'm big i can't help the fact that yeah. you know but it's like i find it the beauty of giving to somebody mm-hmm. seeing the look on their face the excitement mm-hmm. and they're just like wow then they get yeah. to take that home and they get to live with it for the rest of their life yeah that's i really feel like that would I feel like customer service is my calling, but not in the way that it is working for a job where you're like in retail or you're answering the phone. Not in that way, because I'm working, I've worked those jobs, and every time I was just like, I love customer service, but this ain't the customer service I'm talking about. Talking to 12 people in one hour, there's no personal level that I can get to where I feel like, oh my gosh, I help this person. And it would be one person that, I'll probably feel like that probably once in a week if I'm, you know, at a call center and I've helped this person. And that's because we're probably on the phone for almost an hour. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But then once we hang up, I've never seen their face. they never seen mine, which I can deal with too. But I'm going to forget their name at the end of this. I'll probably remember that feeling I felt mm-hmm. and how it was, but they'll forget my name too. And when they say when somebody helped them, they'll say it's somebody at this company. They won't say it was Chardac. Right. So, or any of the things. So, what I like with customer service, 
I feel like it's something that I like it when I'm creating something mm-hmm. and it's like something that serves a purpose for somebody else. That's what I think I like when it comes to uh, my purpose. I always feel like I have this purpose to serve, right. this purpose to give back, this purpose to bring some joy. Like, I didn't notice it at the time. Whenever I would write my stories, I always put at the end. I never put the end. And it was because when I was in third grade, <laughs> my oh. writing teacher was like, we do not put the end at the end of our stories. <laughs> and so ever since then, whenever I see the end or whenever I hear the end at the end of the story, I'd be like, no, third grade teacher said, do not put this. Even though in children's books, it always would say the end at the end, but she was like, do not do this. And I don't know why to this day, but that's what she said. So what I would do, my stamps would be, I hope you enjoy. Because I always want people to always enjoy right. what I created. Something that was going to help them. I think that's what it is. What I think my purpose is. What do you think your purpose is? Probably giving back. Yeah. I don't understand how I've been at this point of like after all these years to be able to continuously talk on the phone and listen. <laughs> <laughs> Without catching the attitude. No. <laughs> Do you think? Um, I was talking to my mama about Ayala. I'm gonna mess up her last name, so I'm not gonna say it. But Ayala fixed my life. Mm-hmm. I was like, does this lady have like a degree or something when it comes to being like a therapist for people? Yeah. Mom was like, well, she wrote a lot of good, informative books, and she has a lot of experience. She's and I was like, okay, so she's like a life coach. Because mm-hmm. I'm thinking to myself, I could low-key be what Ayala is, but then I, I couldn't because that's too much sadness for me. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm like, who created all these things saying you have to have this certification, that certification, that certification in order to do and be this, that, and the other? So many people that are self-taught, I find, have a better love for what they do and appreciation for what they do Yeah. the majority of the time people who probably went to school for it or had to learn a certain curriculum to do it I think because you have an open mind like they mm-hmm. teach when you go to school they teach you based off of a certain order of things mm-hmm. and it's specifically for you to work for somebody yeah that's so true but they never tell you they never come to you and be like, all right, so when you have your own business, you know, you're going to be doing this, that, and the third. Yeah. They just be like, all right, so when you go and take your ass to, uh, <laughs> to uh, J.C. Penney's, like, you are uh, getting ready to work at this school. You need to be doing this, that, and the third, you know. And it's like, at that point, you're not thinking creatively, you know. So it's like, you don't have no creative thinking. You're not thinking creatively. They're not, you're not learning nothing. So when a person comes in and they have a... You're thinking, you're creating stuff by yourself, mm-hmm. and it's hands-on. You know, stuff that you learned on your own is different mm-hmm. because you're finding things, you're looking into things, you're thinking like, okay, what if I did it like this instead of using purple? What if I use red? Or instead of running the business this way, what if we did it that way? Yeah. So, a lot of folks are more happy because you had more time to just learn. And then it's just timing too. You just don't you not you don't have to be rushed into it. You ain't yeah. gotta do a six to five or something like that. Yeah. You just go in there and you like, okay, well, you know, you do it all the way up until you just all right, then I'm gonna do it another day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that is too. But this is not to say that, you know, I don't want my doctors and stuff not to be knowing what they're doing. <laughs> but I was reading a book and when it came to like, it was, like, one of the apocalyptic type of book, apocalypse, and it's, like, in the world or whatever, and you're left with just a few people, and when people get sick and get hurt, they had what they called it. They didn't call them a doctor, per se. It was something else, but the way that they trained for the next doctor, once the one of them got old, is they basically had somebody who was interested in it, mm-hmm. and they just taught them things, and they just showed them how to do things, and I was like... I think that's where I would get doctors who actually just look at me and be like, yo, you got the flu, and not be like, you have flu-like symptoms. Like, give you that, you know, that book terminology. It's like, I don't I don't know what that means. <laughs> but I, I really think if, that's another thing, too. A lot of people say they're not creative, and I don't believe that. When people, whenever I hear, I'm not creative like that. I can't do stuff like that. I don't like hearing the word can't. 
So I don't think it's that. I think if we come up in this school system and you're by here, our creativity and whatever art and whatever wild imagination we have, they get taken away when they take away the naps. (laughs) (laughs) They take away the naps in school. I used to beg for naps when I was like, in middle school, I'm like, dang, I miss elementary where I could just rest my head on the table. Oh my it's God. like test after test after test, read this, write this, uh, do this science problem, do this math problem. It's like, y'all are killing us. I feel like in school, they need more arts. They do. Because people, you know, I think if you have more time to be creative and be a little bit more social and catch vibes off of each other, yeah. you wouldn't be so upset because... Honestly, leaving high school, all I know is tax. That's crazy. That's all I know. Testing. Tax. Oh, I know I count money. I can do that pretty good. I can count some money. That's (laughs) funny you said that. I had a friend on Facebook who was like, these schools should actually... Oh, yeah, he put when... Okay, so how many of y'all have used calculus and algebra since uh, you graduated from high school? (laughs) I never used that shit. (laughs) Like, uh, I was like... Oh, I ain't seen them since high school. Mm-hmm. And you know, at Juilliard. <laughs> Actually, since college, because I did have to take the math class. Which is another thing. If you go to high school to get all your basics out the way, why do you have to go to college and still do the basics, even though you're studying for something else? I didn't understand that either, and I'm still not quite understanding that. I don't understand. And I was sitting there, and you know, at Juilliard, they don't. They were like, well, because this is arts. And dance and stuff like that out in New York. Mm-hmm. It was like we don't, we we don't do all of that history and math and stuff like that. They said all you need to do is you know how to count money, and that's probably what what you're gonna be doing mm-hmm. for the rest of your life. If you know, mm-hmm. it's literally focal point. Their focal point is strictly on the arts and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm like a bit of a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> I'm one of those people, but I really think it has a lot to do with money. We spend four years, well, it takes four years to get, you know, a degree of, you know, just the basic types of degrees. Mm-hmm. And those first two years are solely basics. Right. And the last two are supposed to be what you are studying for, what you're getting a degree in. Mm-hmm. But those, that's two years out of the four years there. Mm-hmm. And then they expect you within six months to get a job so you can pay back those student loans. Right. For a major you studied for only two years. Mm-hmm. I don't get the, the sense that it makes in there, but you are paying for four years when you only got two years worth. Exactly. Which is why I say, if you can go to community college or a trade school, do it. <laughs> That's another thing, too. I was, I've seen people that went to, that went off to college, and then because of the pricing and stuff like that, and for the classes up there, which is like, damn, they like them thousand dollars for one class i've seen people come back home during the summertime and take those same classes at a junior college and pay like a hundred bucks that's what i did i actually was able to get in right when they uh ended financial aid for the summertime at the dallas community college uh i took all of my science type of classes my math type of classes i think that was it because that was four classes and that's when I pretty much was running myself in the dirt because from the time I was a freshman up until, like, I want to say a junior, I hadn't had no breaks in school. The only breaks I had was winter semester and May semester. After that, it was, like, school in the summertime and school fall in spring. And I think that's what eventually yeah. <laughs> wore me out because at that time, I just took whatever degree I could get and I left. And I think that's where you don't want to do. That's what you don't want to do. You just don't want to accept anything, especially when you work really, really, really hard. And that's when I had to get to a point to where I was like, you know what? I do have a degree. It may not be in what I want it to be, but I got a degree. Not a lot of people can say that they have a degree. And not a lot of people can say that they you know, made it to a certain point. So when do you start giving yourself credit and stop beating yourself up about things? I mean, you already, at that point, if you didn't already said, realize that you don't got your degree and stuff or you don't accomplish something that you didn't realize, that's you giving yourself some credit. That was like two or three years after. <laughs> it's like, I think we're just too rough on ourselves. We really are because it's, 
you know, and I, we compare too much. That's I'm like, bad. you're not here on this earth to compare, you know, and stuff like that. If that's the case, then we're never going to be happy. It's just like yeah. you wake up in the morning and you like, you ask somebody, how did they sleep? And they was like, well, I slept good. And somebody says, well, I slept great. You go home. <laughs> Damn, I wish I slept good. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? We actually say that. Yeah. Like when I go to work or you, you could be doing anything. And then the coworkers be like, how was your weekend? You'd be like, oh, it was good. They was like, well, I went over to Mexico to see this. I'm like, oh, I wish I went to Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> that comparison thing. I also think when it comes to comparing, it doesn't help when you have family members who are looking at your situation. Yes. That can be a, a tough one, too. And I think that that plays a part into giving yourself credit. Because I feel like if it wasn't so much of what people that are close to you or other people you may not know were saying, we probably wouldn't even be so hard on ourselves. Exactly. I can admit to that because I, I was a huge people people pleaser. Very huge people pleaser. I'm like, no, I said I was going to do this. I got to stick to it. I got to stay in this lane because I mm-hmm. said I was going to stay in this lane. And you don't live your life, you know, based upon what other people want for you. And it could be good things that people want for you, but you have to remember this is your life right you don't want to cover your ears you know but <laughs> how do you get out of that that lane of you know i have to follow this right path i don't think there is a right path to be honest like i went from i think like maybe what one or two years ago it was like real massive depression i had so much stuff going on yeah. and it was just like it was like damn and it just kept getting worse and then it was like, you got to figure out, okay, what am I doing? Like, you start finding yourself losing track of everything. You're not doing all of the normal things you're doing. Mm-hmm. So I think at some point, you just really have to put, you just got to be selfish. I mean, honestly, you yeah. really should just be selfish. Mm-hmm. Not in a way to where it's like, we passing out for you. Right. But, <laughs> but I think more like, you know, maybe you want to go and, you just like, man, okay, I want to eat chicken filet. Eat chicken filet in the morning, you know, sit down, read your book, whatever you do, you might pray or go and work out, you know, whatever it takes for some self-growth because mm-hmm. we're not working on ourselves. That's the whole idea of being selfish so you can understand what you're doing. And, you know, you might not take phone calls and some people might not understand because a lot of times when you start being selfish, that's another issue. The minute you start working a lot on yourself, mm-hmm. people get upset with you because you're not on their time. Yeah. And you have to, people will never understand that, hey, I got to put myself first because mm-hmm. they feel like when they need you, they need you. Yeah. But we all at some point need to be selfish. We really do. So we can grow. Exactly. So when you find yourself and you end up being happy, then you can meet another person that's happy. you be like, Hey, happy. I'm happy. And they'd be like, you know what? Hey, I'm happy too. And they'd be like, okay, cool. Let's do this. That is so true. I think a lot of people will probably never get to that having to be selfish part on a nice level, not no mean spirited type of stuff. Because I think people, a lot of people have that. But I don't think a lot of people will ever get to a point where they are selfish so before they can get self growth. And that's because some people don't know how to be alone. You know what? <laughs> and you know what else that is? Communication. Communication. I think people like a lot of folks don't know how to communicate. Mm-mm. And it's like it's one of them things where it's just like, hey, this isn't what I want to do, and I'm just trying to do this, that, and the third. I'm just working mm-hmm. on me. Instead, it's kind of like, hey, I really don't care about you. I never did. I'm about mm-hmm. to roll. And then it's like goes downhill. Yeah. That and then for the longest I could never understand the person who would basically use a person. Or they probably didn't start off wanting to use that person, but that's what eventually happened when they just cut it off like mm-hmm. that or did something crazy that really hurt the other person. I never understood the hurting person. Yeah. Because I was just like, How could you do something like that? But I've learned that a lot of times those people have a lot of stuff going on within them mm-hmm. that they haven't even dealt with. So they don't even know how to communicate the effective way. Like I was watching this little clip from some show on VH1 and the lady 
and the men were together. They mm. weren't married, but they had a daughter. And the man was like, I love my daughter more than I love her, like mm. the woman who created that daughter. Mm. And I didn't know how I felt about that. He was like, even when my daughter finds her a guy to be with, she's going to love me more than she loved that guy. What? I couldn't get I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> <laughs> I really one. don't know how I feel never about this. That That's, okay. I've never heard that too. But then I was thinking, at the same time, this is a guy who basically is saying to her, and I don't even think she heard it when he said it, he don't love you. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's really what they're saying. He's saying the person that shows him the love that he actually wants is coming from his daughter. He was using her to, using her to live with a wife or a girlfriend and just have a kid. That too. You know what's crazy? I've seen, um, for some odd reason, I've seen people get like at the age of like right at about 25. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right that 25 mark. And they start, if they don't accomplish all of the certain things that they were trying to accomplish, the last thing, especially that I've seen out of males, they immediately try to have a family. What? So serious. Like, if they didn't accomplish anything in their past that they were supposed to accomplish, the first thing that hit them, like at 25 on up, they just start immediately talking about settling down. I've seen a lot of people, men trying to settle down. Okay, I did not know that because I thought that was just a woman thing. No, it's like if, if when dudes don't accomplish all these things in the past, mm-hmm. and it's like they might have been trying to do certain stuff, for some reason they hit this mark right at like 25 on up, where they just immediately, like, they they feel like, okay, if I have a family, I have all that I need. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and I'm talking about the whole nine, like getting married or even having, or jumping into trying to have a child and stuff like that. And it's like, I'm like, why are we looking at others yeah, to, I think that's really to fulfill our, our needs and our goals? I'm like, you just got You think some men think they not a man if they don't have kids? I think that's a little bit in between. I've seen more of a situation when men are, don't feel like men when they're not uh, financially stable or they can't provide. Okay. Because I remember I heard some crazy stuff like one celebrity was like, what did he say? He was like, oh, I'm ready for a kid, but I ain't ready to be in a relationship or I'm not ready to, you know, be a husband or have a wife. And to me, I understand certain situations when they happen, Mm -hmm. but I'd rather be, I feel like it'd be easier to try to work in a relationship with somebody than to try to have a kid. Because kids, they adorable when they babies, Mm -hmm. but they grow up. You don't know who you done produced. <laughs> they could take on your your personality or they can take on the world. Yeah. And it's 50-50 when you're raising a kid. It's a lot of folks that honestly prefer to be single with a child. I've heard a lot of people be like, you know, I'm ready to be a single parent. Oh, no. <laughs> I know it sounds crazy, but I've heard I've heard that before. I'm like, what? So, That's crazy. You know what, though? I could see that if that person was financially able. Yeah. I feel like when you have more money, anything goes at that point. When you have the money, it don't matter. But then, too, I don't know. I'm still like a traditionalist, so I would want to have. I feel like if I can commit in a relationship, Oh, then I can do everything else. I feel like that's kind of like yo. It's like when you graduate from high school. Like school is like your mini life. It's mm-hmm. like you going to work every day, yeah. <laughs> and you doing that for so many years. It's like okay, if you can do school thing, then you can do this life thing. The more people that I come across, and the more things that I hear, my ears open up to certain things, and it tells me a lot about people, and it also tells me. What guys I should be paying attention to, what guys I shouldn't. <laughs> gotcha. Because back then, you couldn't tell me nothing. I was reading about stories about the bad boys and this and that. I still want to be a little bad boy. I was like, damn, what a bad boy all day long. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> After just seeing situations with my friends, I was like, nope, mm-mm, you cute. I don't got time for that. I just don't. That not having peace right. is something I can't live with. What is something you can't live without? Shit, peace. That is like my number one, I think. I think, um, and it took me more like this year to just be more down the line with just being in, entirely happy. Like, I've been happy, but it's like now it's like, wow. Like, I feel great. Yeah. I feel more great, like, 
if I was around people and if they weren't feeling great, I probably pissed somebody off because I'm feeling great. <laughs> Why are you so happy? <laughs> I am happy. I'm like, at this point in my life, which is funny, when I was in college, well, right before I got to college, you know, I was just, you know, regular girl type of happy. I hadn't really gone through anything to not feel yeah, anything else. Exactly. Once I got in school and came out of there and it was like a walk of depression type of stuff, I had never felt like that before. And when I finally got over that hill and I was like, I never want to go back to that again, that's when I really learned about myself and found out how strong I was. Mm -hmm. And ever since then, I was like, even when, not to say nothing bad happens and I never get sad or I never get disappointed or I don't feel certain things, but overall, I'm happy. Like, it it feels good not to worry about whether you can pay this bill or not. Because I used to worry. I was like, oh, goodness, I can't pay this bill. I don't know where I'm going to get this money from. Now, I'm just like, it's going to come. Yeah, <laughs> Which brings it to God's timing. What is God's timing to you? God's timing. It's like sitting there and trying to watch a pot boil. When you know that it's it's going to boil. But if you keep looking at it, it's not it's going to take forever. It's coming, but it's going to take forever if you keep looking at it. Mm-hmm. It's the same way as if it's like if you've been working hard, you know you've been working hard, and it's like you're constantly putting into your craft, but you feel like you're not seeing what you need to see. It's like rushing something. You don't have to rush it. It's mm-hmm. like just do what you need to do, and it's going to come. Mm-hmm. You know, timing is everything because it's like it's you think about everything you've ever want it or you're supposed to have and then it's just like if you're supposed to be with somebody Mm -hmm. then it's gonna happen if it's a part of the plan then it's going to happen Mm -hmm. regardless of whatever you do you could have (laughs) went robbed a bank went to jail (laughs) like two or three times and damn near got killed and if you're (laughs) supposed to be here you're gonna be here a plan can crash and you can come out alive and if that's a part of his plan, it's just, that's a part of it. It's, it sounds crazy as hell, oh but it's God. a part of the plan. It's just, there ain't nothing you can do. Yeah. You know, it's all kinds of weird stuff that we be sitting here and, you know, even when meeting people, like I met you, but I wasn't, I could have met you a long time ago, like in high school, but I met you like last year. And the funniest thing, like with timing too, like you said, with the water boiling in the pot, you watch it, you know, it, it's going to feel like it's taking all day. Yeah. But sometimes we don't have patience. We just turn off the burner. Right. And literally, and your you will never get that water to boil. Right. That's that right there, that imagery right there, that, that, just, that just did me. That, that visual, that did something to me. When it comes to patience, though, or even just certain situations like how I met you, had I not picked back up my paintbrush, they just would never told me about you. Because she'd been friends with you this long. Mm-hmm. She hadn't told me about you before until I picked back up the paintbrush and I started painting more. And she started showing me your post of like the shoes you did. And I'm just like, what? That is so legit. Like, and five minutes down the street. And that's another crazy <laughs> part. Oh my gosh. I just, it's crazy how this is the way God works. This is really how God sets things up but i think no matter how out of you know far left and far right we get he still always try to find a way to get us back to where he wanted us to go yeah. and honestly we could have a straight line to where we're trying to really? get but honestly. because we get distracted and we start doing other things and we turn off the burner <laughs> he was we go all the way across the like hills and valleys and we go through things and it just seems like honestly an extra 10 years on top of this just would have been two but it took 10 because you wanted to go <laughs> exactly we make it oh, we make it hard for ourselves honestly because it's like we we base our things off of what we personally feel like what we need mm-hmm. and we're not necessarily listening mm-hmm. it's like we expect you know for him to come down and just be like Hey, dog. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Turn left. And it's like, but instead you get like signs. It's weird signs too. You might be, somebody comes to you and they'll be like, 
I was told to give this to you. And you be sitting there like, who? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know you. Who told you that? <laughs> you know, yeah. or we feel in our hearts for some odd reason. And it's weird. You might feel something one particular day and it's just like, go to this person. Mm. You're like, what? Like, why? And it's like, go to this person. I find myself like talking to people and I feel like I'm supposed to say certain things or ask or check on people. And they was like, I was thinking about you today and it's odd that you came and you checked on me. Yeah. And it was like, well, I'm here. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. That's so, so true. That, um, when you just said how people just come up to you and say certain things like, hmm? when I was working at one job, this was recently, I think we say last month. And this man was like, when you first came in here, you was all smiling. I was like, no, he asked, he said, are you a believer? And it's weird hearing believer as opposed to like Christian or believe in Jesus Christ, but I'm getting it right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. He was like, are you a believer? I'm like, yes. Like in Jesus? Yes. <laughs> and he was like, I knew it because when you came in here and you were smiling, I was like, that Laura has her, like, she is definitely, you know, a believer. And I was like, oh, that's so sweet. Because I always would say, and I always pray that the smile that I have and the way that I feel, I want people to look at me and see that God, you know, in me. Yeah. To be like, this is, if this is what God can do, I want to be a part of this. Right. That's what I always want to leave that impression on. And then he told me of a Bible verse to read. He was like, you just, Read that about, because I feel like you are a peacemaker. I was like, no, really? <laughs> this is like, what? And I've always felt like a peacemaker, but I've never just called myself a peacemaker. I just was always like, I heard everything everybody says, and I just don't repeat, because I don't got time for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, meeting people randomly. You ever met somebody at the grocery store standing in line, and they start telling you their whole life story? Right. That stuff is crazy. I'm like, okay, bye. <laughs> I just came here for some eggs. I know. The line just backed up. They talking about the credit cards. They can't swipe the machines. I don't. Yeah. God does like have people, and it's people you've never met before, or it could be people you've always known to tell you things. Yeah, that's the whole reason I was saying it's it's important to meet new people. Mm. Was that in the last episode? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and our last episode, y'all, we talking about friends. Go ahead and check that out with Dominique. This one's all about timing and, you know, credit. We talked about uh credit. We talked about giving ourselves credit. We talked about finding our purpose. And now we're talking about God's timing. Do you think you've ever seen a clear sign? And you knew exactly what God was saying? I'm, I'm not entirely sure because, honestly, when I doubt, I don't want to say I doubt stuff. I'm more kind of, I second guess, not doubt. I second guess a lot of things. Like, I could be creating something and I'll be like, and this ain't gonna work. Let me go. Let me just throw that, start over. I don't like that. Then it'll be something really great. Be like, yeah, yeah. yeah they be like, yeah, this is clearly the cure for cancer. Man, no, it's not. Let me throw this <laughs> That's not it right here. That's... Those signs I've received, honestly, if the only, not the only way, but I got the message when I would hear it from somebody else, which is crazy. When God was putting it right before me, I would see it. I'm seeing it more now and I'm reading my Bible. Like, I'll read a verse and I'll be like, God, yes! (laughs) You knew, like, oh my goodness, you really... Highlight. My highlighter is, like, on and popping in my Bible now. I'm like, yep, this right here, screenshot. Like, seriously. And it's funny because I... When I'm reading the Bible, I don't really completely understand it until you shout out to Shaq. Because I read three before and then read three. But this is stuff we learned in reading. But for some reason, it just didn't cross over. But now I know. It's right here. Yeah. The Bible is the best book to read when it comes to this life and how it works. Like, even though this stuff happened so long ago, it can still be applied to today. That's true. I've noticed since I've been, like, I guess home, I've seen things a lot more differently. And it's just weird because it's like now it's like versus hearing people talk, it was just like I'm listening, but I'm not entirely listening. Now I'll be listening and I'm like, oh man, it's like if I feel different every single time I hear something. Now it's just like, wow. And it's like, what am I going to do? Whether it's more effective 
more towards my life or mm-hmm. it's way even affected towards my art. So now I went from painting because it was just like, it was like, I know this is my passion, mm-hmm. but now it has really more meaning and stuff. Mm-hmm. So now my stuff is more, it's all based off of love and time. So it's like nothing lasts forever, right? Yeah. And then it's just like, love is so, it's selfless. Yeah. You know, we you can't be selfish. Mm-mm. Like, you know how single, selfish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Relationship, selfless. You can't be, you can't. Yeah. Yes, you have to. So it, it's so weird. And that's like, love isn't always entirely a thing based off of relationships. It's just, it could be friendships, it's your family, it's, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't matter what it is, you know, you you know you truly care for the folks around you, and you care yeah. for their well-being, you know, I've learned that you shouldn't take from people, mm-hmm. especially if you don't need it, Yeah. and you should be considerate, give back, you know, to the folks that you love them, mm-hmm. let them know that they're important to you, because just a little bit of just saying good morning, or, uh, checking on folks or asking them how their day was it it counts for a lot because a lot of folks for some odd reason our age group feels up i've heard a lot of people in our age group they're saying they feel alone really yeah i'm serious a lot of folks a lot of folks in our age group say they feel alone and they feel depressed it's only because they just feel alone it's not necessarily saying that they want to be in a relationship some people say they do but a lot of folks just straight up are saying i just feel alone i don't know why and it's like a lot of our age group is truly under a depression. And it's like, we got to do everything we can for each other. Because a lot of times, you know, we we pretty, pretty petty. Like we just yeah. we trash talking. and We caught up in this trendy world. Too. Yeah. This social media trendy world of, you know, I'm self-made. I did it this way. I, I, I. And really, when you see a lot of people posting stuff, it usually is just that person. The only time you see one of the people is when they turn it up. <laughs> right. And Facebook is fake. Yeah. <laughs> I hope people my understand. Facebook, you yeah. know, my Insta, Slam, I don't know. This P- is. Please don't get on Facebook and social media and look at people's stuff and then start feeling sad because you didn't go to Club on it. No. <laughs> and then they were balling and they threw their whole check. Like, we all go home and lay down. Like, I'm just saying. It's, I think a lot of people get on social media, and I, that's, I don't know. I'm starting to think maybe that's why you're depressed. It's like, you get on social media, you're probably getting on there thinking, like, yo, the person you graduated with is really living life. Mm-hmm. Maybe they are, maybe they're not. But you don't know their personal life. You don't know what they're going through. Yep. You know, I've, I've seen folks on social media. I've talked to them right after at a mm-hmm. store or something, and mm-hmm. they going through it. And it's just like, damn, I, I really thought you was living. You know, but hey, yeah. you know, focus on yourself. Self-growth is beautiful. It's beautiful because, you know, people can feel that energy. Mm-hmm. It's like we can go and you can go somewhere and the minute you hit the door, especially if you really taking care of yourself, people will see you glowing. They will. They'll feel it. They really will. The um the thing about social media, it was funny just about, I was like, I'm really going to limit this social media thing because... It's also a big distraction. I don't be looking for nothing in particular, but it's something about when you see something that catches your eye and you keep scrolling mm-hmm. and you keep clicking and you just keep and the next thing you know, two hours will go by and you're like, what just happened? Yeah. And those two hours could have been spent doing on things that, you know, I really need to work on to better myself. I've seen people do challenges of, you know, like no social media for a month and all that kind of stuff. I don't think I could go. I mean, I think I could. But because of what I'm trying to do, yeah. <laughs> I actually kind of need it. It's just limiting my time on the things that shouldn't be taking up all my time. Right. If that makes sense. And I really think each generation has its thing that kind of put a damper on, you know, the masses. Like with us, I really believe it, it, it's it's social media. And it's that not caring. People are so into nothing's wrong with you. Right. Feeling. Or not wanting to feel like something wrong with them because it's 
it's a negative thing or it's people look down upon people who have certain emotions and stuff. Or people just immediately want to call people crazy. Exactly. Instead of just labeling what it really is, this person needs some help. Yeah. It's it's sad. It is. It's sad. It's like that. We should have another episode we talk about like depression and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, because it's a lot of folks that suffer from depression and anxiety. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh, and um, I mean, if you do, I ain't know. I mean, I, I don't know a lot of people myself, but mm-hmm. if you do, just reach out and, you know, say something. I personally, I'm learning this year that don't be, don't be afraid to speak. Like, That's a good one. whether it be shooting your shot, well... <laughs> you know, hey, she shot twenty eighteen. <laughs> don't don't pass up. Speak. <laughs> you see something yeah. you like? Say yeah. something. Don't be horrible at it, but you know, say some, say hey or something. But don't, don't pass up. <laughs> oh, I'm looking no. for you. I'm gonna shoot my shot. Hey, you could go send the, uh, the dog emoji and then be like Rex. <laughs> Your dogs be tripping. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> oh, no. See, that's another fun way to talk to people. You just shoot your shot. And that shooting your shot, it don't even have to be just getting a relationship with people. That could just be getting to know people. Yeah, for real. Like, seriously. You never know what the next person is doing. And you could be working with somebody for like past five years and never knew that they was into the same thing that you into. For real. That's, that's some true stuff right there. <laughs> exactly. If you're going through something, you can you could also reach me on my social media sites. Come on. I'm a very friendly person, so you can <laughs> I'll listen to your problems. <laughs> Sadly. Seriously though. Well, I think we're gonna end it right there. I really um enjoy just, just talking, you know, trying to keep it close to what the topic was supposed to be. But I liked everything we covered. So we are gonna come back to continue this discussion, you know, with depression and stuff in our generation and how we can become our better selves. So again, I'm I was here with artist Dominique. Go ahead and put your plugs out there. Once again, that's Twitter uh, at Rose tweeted the D, Instagram DLC two zero one three, and Facebook Dominique L Turner Rambo. So go ahead and follow Characters Here podcast on Twitter at Characters Here, and I hope y'all enjoyed this episode. We'll talk to y'all again in another one. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please leave a comment and share this episode. You can follow me on Twitter at CharactersHere and learn more at CharactersHere.com. And remember, don't be a stranger, be a character. Be a character. Be a character.